Welcome to WMI Plus at Home podcast. I'm Gabby Sappington, the Executive Director of World Music Institute, and thank you for listening. WMI Plus at Home brings you into the personal environments of renowned artists from around the world as they share stories and music in an intimate conversation with a fellow musician, journalist, or ethnomusicologist. These talks were originally presented as live webinars, and you can watch video recordings of all our past at-home sessions on our website and YouTube channel. WMI Plus at Home is supported by a grant from Con Edison and world music lovers like you. We thank you and hope you enjoy the conversation. It's such a treat to be here. It's always a treat to share amazing music with everyone, but especially amazing music that truly sounds like, honestly, like something you've never quite heard before. And that was my experience when I first came across Dom La Nena. I was like, okay, so there's, there were, there's a cello, there's vocals, there's experimental kinds of things happening. There's something very dreamy and beautiful and magical. And there's at least, uh, I speak Spanish. There's okay. There's Spanish. There's okay. There's something else. There's the Portuguese. And it, it was just so captivating. So I guess I'd like to start by just having that experience for all of us. In case you haven't heard Don Lamina, I'm just going to ask her to start with one of your songs. Hi, Dom. Hi, in Paris. Hello, everybody. Hello. Bonjour. <laughs> Buenos dias. And, uh, I'm, I'm really glad to be here. It's, uh, yeah, it's been a very long time since playing live. And this is actually the first time I'm doing a web live, online uh, live. <laughs> so wow, what a treat for us. What a treat for us. So yeah. I've got to like, um, let's see. Okay. So we're going to start with a uh, a song. And hey, you I know, was... this is ma uh, the magic of life. <laughs> and I have I have my charger here. It's not uh -huh. working anymore. Oh, okay. And it was working. If... Can we just speak a little bit and wait? Like, sure, three sure. Minutes? Let's see, if it, see what happens okay. there. <laughs> okay. Well, well, no, we'll talk about that song in just a second, uh, if it, if or another one, perhaps if that ends up Yeah, working. it's a it's a song called Milonga, uh -huh. and um, it's actually the last song of my album that I've just released called Tempo, and uh -huh. um, it's you know I've done the whole album. It's um, I wrote it when I was in pregnant of my mm. my daughter, mm. and. Um, and I realized actually after uh, when I once I had all the songs uh, ready, mm, I mm. realized all of them had something in in common mm. uh, in common about um, about life, about death, about birth, about uh, the cycles of the cycle of life. Yes, the cycle. And, um, and this song is the 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 last one, and it's about. Um, it's about the re the relationships that we have with songs. You know, when you write a song and then you have something very... It's hard to explain. It's a bit like a, a child of you, but <laughs> at the same time, it's a song. And, 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 and I'm just 
speaking to the song in the song <laughs> to the milonga you know because milonga it's a it's a, a rhythm and a, and a dance from argentina it's a kind uh -huh. of tango i uh -huh. do it much slower than the original rhythm mm -hmm. but um and um and it's also a reflection about how about life and that and how both goes together usually especially when you know when 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 you're in pregnant and you're gonna give uh, birth mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. is also the, the the death is very present too the the the, the you know you, you're very afraid it's something very both are there actually and it's a it's a song about mixing these two things about this reflection about the the, the similarity of both and and about um about the relationships we, ha we have with the songs. And I wrote it in both uh, in Spanish and in Portuguese because I'm from Brazil and uh, I grew up in Argentina. And um, I have a very special relationship with languages. You know, when I write, it's something very musical and very rhythmical. You, there is something... I usually start with the musical part and then... Um, it's like if the melodies ask for a rhythm or for um for a sonority that that it's proper to one of to Spanish or to Portuguese or to French. It's a bit mysterious. I don't really control about it. <laughs> it yeah. just comes like this. And uh, and for example, in that song, I I ended by mixing both uh, languages. What, the other thing that's interesting about that combinations that you bring together, which is also what, uh, tell us a little bit about, there is a, of course, there's a kind of a experimental bench because of the electronic uh, component, but, but there's also kind of a, a classical rigor. So, so tell us a little bit about your background, your musical background. So did it start in Brazil and then continue in France and were there you know what was it what was that like or tell us more about that yeah i so i'm cellist and um and i've i've been playing cello for more than 20 years now and i started music in in brazil when i was very small i had 4 years old and um and actually, it was a, a. I think it was a very big chance I had to start music there because the relationships we have with music in Brazil, it's very something very joyful, very, mm. um, you know, it's it's the music. It's always present on live in Brazil. People have a very special relationship with music. But in my case, um, I think it was it was something. You know, I had I had a, a great music school, and it was there was no rigor, no. It was just about the pleasure to make music together, and then I came here in France when I uh, when I was eight years old, and and it was almost the opposite, <laughs> because even if we were really small ch childrens, uh, there was already a very strong rigor, and uh, and it was all about. Not competition, but you know, it was already um, 
very serious you know you 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 can't just do it for pleasure here on the conservatoire it's just you really need to work and it's very 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 different than brazil and i think the balance of both were great for me because we can't actually on classical music you can't actually just stay on something about without rigor you need to work and it's a, it's a very hard work actually and but in the same time i had both i had this very um soft way to do music in brazil and in the same time this very straight way to, <laughs> uh, way to do it in france so that was actually a very a very good chance i had to to to, to do both so can we can we hear a little bit of
Wow. I hate to break that spell. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, that was that's so incredibly beautiful. Don, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Um, you know, I almost hate to talk. It's like, no, 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 just don't stop. I love the uh so we've we've talked a little bit about Brazil and uh the freedom and the joy and the pleasure of music. And then we talked about France and the rigor and the, you know, kind of discipline, but how that all comes together. But now there's an Argentinian piece I'd love to hear more about. There's Milonga, which is, you know, mm -hmm. and obviously Argentina. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell us about that piece of the puzzle in your music. You know, I, because I, I, I came to France when I was eight and um, actually it was a bit difficult for me at the beginning to be here because the, con the, the contrast, it was so big. <laughs> the difference were, were huge between, you know, my life in Brazil and my life here. And, um, and what happened is that I, I can I always I, I already played the cello and I always listened to a lot of music of classical music and all kind of music at home with my parents. But then I don't know what happened here. There was a moment that I discovered by myself the the repertory of cello and the, the classical music of made for cello. And it became an obsession. You know, I, I just completely felt in love with this and I just only wanted to do that. <laughs> And um, and I was really, I mean, I was nine or ten years old and I really had no doubts that I wanted to do that. But then we had to go back to Brazil when I was 12 because my my dad came here for his studies and then we had to go to go back to Brazil. <laughs> and we come from Porto Alegre and, and actually the, the problem was mm, the opposite now because, you know, it wasn't... To start, it was great to be there. But then uh, at that moment, it wasn't that great because there is not a lot of, uh, you know, this kind of straight uh, classical music uh, um, tradition there. And um, and it was very difficult, almost even more difficult than to come to France when I was <laughs> younger. It was really difficult to be there and to have no perspective to what to do. And I remembered that I had one of my favorite cello cellists um, called Christine Walewska. And she was one of the biggest cellists that were on the 70s and on the 80s. And she's a kind of a goddess of the cello, you know, she's really, really amazing. And I remember she had something with Buenos Aires. And Porto Alegre, where I come, it's in the south of Brazil and it's very close to Buenos Aires. So I started to look at it on internet and trying to find if she still lived there and <clears throat> what, what if maybe trying to see if I could speak with her. <laughs> I don't know how. And they found out that she, she, she was married to an Argentinian, but she, she went back to New York. So I've, I've looked for her phone number in the phone book of New York online. With my parents, we found it on Google. I don't remember how we did it, but we found it. And uh, and I called her. I just called her. It's funny because I I didn't speak English at that moment. And I just... It wasn't a question, you know. I said I, I didn't speak Spanish neither. But I just called her because I wanted to 
to see if she had an idea of of Brazilian cellists that I could that I could met even if not in Porto Alegre but in São Paulo or Rio or in Buenos Aires you know see if she had an idea for to help me and she was amazing she was very very generous she she really took me on under her wing debajo de su ala yeah wing <laughs> and um And she, yeah, she lived in New York, but she went very, very often. Every two or three months, she was going to Buenos Aires. And she said, let's meet there next month and I'll see what can I do for you. And of course, I will help you relax. <laughs> and uh, we've, I've been there. I wait, I, I went there. And, um, but the idea was at, the, at that moment was not to move there i was 12 12 12 years old you know it was just to try to found a solution and she said you need to move here we're gonna organize that for you i'm gonna she she presented me to a french cellist that was in the in the colon orchestra in the, in the, in the orchestra of the teatro colon which is one of the biggest theater um, the biggest theater in buenos aires And uh, and she said, okay, you should move here, take lessons with him, and I come every two or three months, and we do like uh, intensive classes at that moment. And I went back home, and I said, okay, mom, dad, I need to <laughs> move. <laughs> and um, it was very surprising because they accepted because I think they realized how important for me it was you know and they really trusted in me and they really wanted to to make this happen you know they 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 saw how how obsessed and how you know how how hard i was ready to to work to to do that and um, and i've moved i'm i've moved there without them because they couldn't because they had their jobs and it was really impossible And of course, we at that moment, you know, because I'm saying that it's close, Puerto Alegre and, and Buenos Aires, but actually it's far. It's like the United States, you know. It's <laughs> and the the planes at that moment were very exp expensive, and I used to do like I don't know how many times I did this on by bus, like 25 hours of <laughs> of travels. It was kind of an adventure, and I stayed there five years. And that's why I, all, all my teenage years, actually. And that's why I have such a special relationship with uh, the language and the culture. And, you know, I feel myself uh, a bit Argentinian, too. So, Dom, if, if, if Brazil gave you um, or, you know, offered you a chance to explore the freedom and France to explore the rigor, what did Argentina offer you? What, what, what did you explore as a part of Argentinian well, the Argentinian the interesting thing with Argentina is, is that it's a mix I think between the European culture and the Latin culture it's a, a very European city but with something very much more young um, in the about the energy you know it's an, uh, something much more um, you know for example in Buenos Aires you can found uh, bookshops open until three or four of the morning and the uh, There is in the center, the life kind of never really stops, and people went to theaters very, very late. That was amazing for me when I, I realized there when I arrived, like 
you're going to see a theater piece at midnight <laughs> really and uh, you know it's it's um i've been traveling really a lot in the, around the world during tours and i've never seen that it's really the only city where i where you know in avenida corrientes is the one of the principal avenues in buenos aires you can buy a book at 25 hours you know <laughs> and there is not one li library it's like bookshops it's i don't know 20 it's <laughs> and um so i think this balance between the european culture and the latin culture was kind of the the best mix for me actually uh -huh. i i really missed a lot buenos aires uh -huh. and the, the argentinian way to live and actually not only that you know it was such a an important moment in my life i it's uh, it was such a big responsibility but at the same time it was it wasn't really difficult at the moment i think i was so happy to be able to do it that i really didn't realize how hard it was <laughs> actually i think it was harder for my parents than for me <laughs> and um and yeah, yeah. i have I have really a, a very very special relationship with the country. Right, it's a it's that combination of new world and old world kind of yeah, bridge. Exactly, exactly. Mm, 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 mm. And the other thing that's interesting to me about a lot of the songs in Tempus and, and the next one, I think you're going to share with us as well as Milonga, is the concept of um, of not being afraid of. Uh, in fact, Milonga says, you know, with your caress. Or your smile, I can die. You know, there's like a very, uh, but it's not at all fearful, and it's not at all, um, you know, it's very accepting of changes mm. and mm. transitions mm. that will happen to all of us, whether we like it or not. Yeah. And I, and the next song, if I, uh, is called "No Tengas Miedo," do not be yeah. afraid. So mm -hmm. let's hear that. I'd love to yeah. hear that. Sure. No tengas miedo del silencio Él siempre dice la verdad Te abraza y te sopla al oído Poniendo todo en su lugar No tengas miedo de la luna A todo mal sabe curar una nube que te envuelve mezclando sueño y realidad no tengas miedo de la noche y de su dulce oscuridad como una nube que te envuelve mezclando sueño y realidad Thank you. 
silencio Él siempre dice la verdad Te abraza y te sopla el oído Poniendo todo en su lugar No tengas miedo del amor Cuando te hagas suspirar que invada tu cuerpo llenando de felicidad no tengas miedo del silencio no tengas miedo de la noche no tengas miedo de la luna no tengas miedo del amor It's always so nice to let that, like, you know, it, it mood linger after you're done. It's so beautiful. <laughs> um, and for those that I think some, uh, certainly some of the listeners will understand the words, but others may not, that it, it's about, I love that, I, I love that song, Don't Be Afraid of Silence, It Will Always Tell mm. You the Truth. Don't Be Afraid yeah. of the Moon. Uh, it's <laughs> just, don't be afraid of love. When you compose, do you have a melodic structure first? And then you say, okay, Spanish will go with this, Portuguese will go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. The, the, you know, I, usually I have a kind of a melody and the, the chords and, and I don't know, it's a bit mysterious. <laughs> I just try to turn off the conscience part and just let the inconscience goes do it <laughs> and uh, and uh, i i think there is some the melodies comes usually with a word or with a sound and 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 you know i don't decide the language it's re really i mean i that's why i don't write songs in english for example because it's not my language and uh, i think i don't I, the way I, I work, it's hard to write on in a language that is not your mother language, you know, your your because my feeling with the three with those three languages is that they are my my mother language. It's like I have I had three do you, does it exist in English mother language? I think it's mother tongue lingua or, or native. Yeah, or native. Lingua materna. Yeah, yeah. yeah mother's and um and I think it's uh, it's something really important in, in my processes. You know, it's just it's hard to speak about inconscience with a language that is not yours. <laughs> right. So right. Um, yeah, and actually, the, sometimes I actually mix the three. There is a song in the in this album where I sing in in Portuguese, Spanish, and French, and it was also a game to because you know when you do a melody. Usually, this melody doesn't work, at least for me, my melodies doesn't work in other languages. If I do a melody in Portuguese, this melody will not necessarily work in Spanish or in French. It, 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 it's, it just doesn't sound harmonious, you know. So I've, I've done, I've done a, 
a song and maybe it's the only song where I said, okay, let's do a song in three languages as an experiment. <laughs> you know, it was the only one that I kind of controlled it because my idea was to, um, my idea was just to, 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 to see how, how different the, uh, I mean, how, how impossible for me it was to do the same melody with different languages. You know, it's the, the three language, the three languages goes together and it's always the same harmony, but each language have a melody because that's the way I feel languages. You know, they have different cadence and di different rhythm and different. And the, the poetry, it's not the same in, in French and in Portuguese. And it's very, Unique, you know. I, every language have his 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 tradition too. You know, the the Brazilian songs and the Brazilian tradition of songs is not the same than French songs, for example. And um, and yeah, I I but I like very much to to you know to 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 play with these songs. I I with the, these languages. I use them as a a rhythmical element or a melodic element in the music. Right, they're 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 another instrument. Each language, each language is another instrument yeah. that you add to the mix, mm -mm. which is uh, yeah. or, which is like uh, like as if you were adding a violin instead of a cello. But it's like a Spanish yeah. instrument with its kind of uh, sonoridad, with its sound. Is yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Um, and and don't like the other thing that is different about this new album or a little different is is uh, a lot of the electronic you know kind of that component of it. Tell us a little bit more about you know why you sought that out more in this album, if, if I understand yeah, correctly. Yeah, actually, it's an album that I've done everything with the cello. I wanted to because I've done I have a parallel project called Birds on a Wire where we do. Um, covers only cello and vocal and we've done two albums uh, it's me and another singer and we've done two albums on that aesthetic and it's a very very acoustic way to use the cello very classical you know we we there is a very um, strong proximity of the instrument we can listen to the wood <laughs> uh, and um, and what I wanted to do it's uh, it was to I I wanted to do I wasn't I was really sure that I wanted to continue doing an album only with my cello but different which was a kind of a challenge <laughs> and uh, I wanted an a pop aesthetic I wanted to you know to try things to make it sound stranger to make it sound um, not that um, pretty <laughs> and um not that clean, you know, and, uh, and, and it, I, when I started, I didn't knew actually where I was going. I was, I just took the time to try lot of things, lot, lot of effects, lot of prepare, you know, I prepared a lot of the cello, like piano prepared. I do it the same with the cello. I've passed it through amps to pedals to lots of stuff to, to i I've, we, of course we've done a lot of post-production too and and i've at least at the end i was i get surprised of him <laughs> and that was my you know i was happy about it because you know we've been i've been playing for more than 20 years so <laughs> it's um it's like relationships. We, <laughs> we need to. <laughs> yeah, you need to change it up a little every now and yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not good. So, mm. what did that? Um, 
So if you think of that as another element besides the languages, what did that allow you to do? Are you you kind of uh, looking forward to exploring more with like the loops and the, you know, the, the, the more electronic component. Well, actually, the, I was doing already that before. Um, I, I've been, uh, since Ella, you know, I've produced my first album in that I released in two, 2012. I produced it with Pierce Faccini, which is another great musician, a musician uh, based in France, but he's British. And... Um, and my second album with Marcelo Camelo, which is an amazing Brazilian musician from Los Hermanos. And um, we we worked together in the album, but I always went on tour solo. I always done everything by myself in the cello. That, that was also one of the reasons I wanted to do a solo album only with the cello, because I was doing this for so many years on stage that... Um, it was mm, normal and <laughs> I really needed to do it also on, on, on studio. And, uh, but it's true that with the time I've been adding more and more electronic stuffs on the live, um, on the live show. And uh, at the beginning I had only one pedal and now I have, I don't know how many four or, and, and, and I, I, it's, it's, yeah, I just, it's hard to to stop when you start when you start to add uh, <laughs> pedals <Yeah>. and stuff. <laughs> but that was something that I I was already doing before of tempo. Well, so so let's uh it'd be a, a wonderful to hear. Although it's it makes me sad because we're approaching not quite but approaching the end, and of course yeah. we'll have some time for Q and A. So I hope. Uh, We'll get some questions coming through, more questions coming through the chat. Uh, this is a good time to uh, share your thoughts or, or questions with us. But this song is uh, Everything Must End, Everything Has an End, Todo Tiene Su Final, which is, makes me sad right now. But yeah. um, love to hear it, though. Yeah. Son tantos los sueños que tengo, 
That 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 perfect line at the end. Um, I mean, it's, it's everything has its and everything must end. Todo tiene su final, but then it's like, son tantos los sueños que tengo no caben en una canción. So I have so many dreams, they don't fit in one song. That, like that's the I love that. Thank you. No, thank uh, you. So uh, I, I have a couple questions here. One is about collaboration. So, um, and I know that you recently collaborated, and it's a wonderful video with Julieta Venegas. Were you? Yeah. She was, mm -hmm. was. And so, tell us a little bit more about that collaboration with Julieta, like La Roquera, the one of like Mexico's <laughs> premier rock stars. Yeah. How that happened, and also the question is: is have you considered uh, collaborating with on with a uh, dance or theater in a dance or theater piece? I would love to. <laughs> Just call me and I would do it. <laughs> um, well, uh, about Julieta Venegas, um, I when I've moved to Buenos Aires um, when I was a kid, um, it was the moment that Julieta really exploded. I don't know how to explode in America Latina. She was really, really, Blew really up, famous actually. at that moment. Blew up. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, not exploded. <laughs> Sorry. Same thing. <laughs> and um and we we could listen to her songs whatever you are in the city, you know, in the taxis, in the shops, at home, everywhere. And when I moved there I didn't spoke Spanish and one of the ways I I've learned to speak when I arrived there was with music. And also, you know, it's funny because I never had TV on on my home and on my parents and even now I don't have. But when I moved there, I went to a flat and there was a very small TV. And so I I used to put a lot of MTV <laughs> because, you know, it was the first time I discovered this. And, and she was like, every hour there was a clip of Julieta. So I've, I really learned the Spanish with songs and with her songs too. So she was really one of my my my, um, my idols of t teenage idol. You know, I I really uh, I love her universe, her vocal that it's so special and so unique. You know, you can recognize her uh, with no any doubt. <laughs> and she the mix with between the Mexican tradition and the pop and rock tradition, it's so well done. So um, when I've moved, when I released my album, Ella, and I was here in France, and then I released my second album, I don't know how we spoke by Twitter. She, I'm never on Twitter. And she just sent a, a tweet like uh, saying, 
I don't know, sharing one of my videos or something like that. And I said, what? Julieta Venegas, <laughs> what happened? I, I never go to Twitter and then I receive this. And we started to speak a little bit and I was on tour and I was playing in Buenos Aires and she came to the show. She didn't told me that she was coming and and um, and she came and we spoke and we we stayed in touch and she was coming for a tour in Spain in Spain. Um and um and she invited me to open the shows and um she invited me to open the shows and to 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 be a guest of her show and um, and we become friends and we wanted to make a song together and I actually when I wrote that song I was already thinking about her voice and you know how to combine our both vocals and both universe and we recorded it in Buenos Aires um, a little bit more than a year ago and and it was such a an honor, such a, sh a chance to, to do that with her. I'm really, really happy and thankful. <laughs> to, well, it's interesting because that leads into another question somebody asked, which is, you were 12 in Buenos Aires by, by yourself? <laughs> I was, uh, um, when I moved, I was 13. <laughs> I, I went first at 12 and then a few months uh, after were... I moved and I was for 13, yeah. <laughs> you were a very mature 13-year-old. <laughs> well, uh, I I had to, I mean, I had no choice. It was, you know, I, I was, I mean, I've never cooked before. I've never done anything at home before. But then I had a flat and I had to <laughs> to leave. And, uh, and of course, my parents really helped me a lot, but they were working and they couldn't stay there all the time. So... So it was a kind of an adventure, but uh, yeah, I've moved there very, very young. But it wasn't difficult, actually. At the moment, it was really easy. <laughs> and it, did uh, were you living with a family or just really, really? No, really actually, I was, I was sharing a flat with a very good friend of us that was older than me. And she was doing, she was um, doing a, a, a master uh, on, on theater there. She went at the same, we went together. And we were sharing the flat, but you know she was not taking care of me. We were just living together, you know, as roommates. <laughs> wow! So here's another question. Now I don't know if this is like gonna, you know, is too complicated. But is it easy to to? Somebody asked about your looping rig, so your looping equipment. Um, mm -hmm. Is that easy to answer? I've not. Um, well, what, um, if they want to know the kind of pedal I use I use uh, Jamman from Digitech <laughs> I don't know if that was a question but to, t to speak about it it's just something um, you know these days we see so many artists with pre-recorded loops it's I I just feel I just don't understand it actually I just I think it's different jobs actually you know, and um, and I respect it, of course, but it's just something so different and so distant of 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 what I try to do, and and um, it seems even on this on, on for this album, I was saying, okay, maybe I should do it because, of course, I can I can I can, I can have more things if I just <laughs> do play, <laughs> but then I I really I tried it and I said. That's that makes no sense. That's not 
live. Actually, I'm not doing a karaoke. <laughs> and so the way I found to, to play by myself and alone on stage, because I really, from the beginning, actually, I had a band. On the very beginning, I had a band, but I didn't felt comfortable with it. I, I always felt alone, being alone on stage gives a, such a proximity with people and such an empathy. And, uh, you know, it's, of course, it limits you on some stuff, but on, on my case, at least for now, I win more than I lost. And, um, and the only, the way I found it was with loops, but doing it all, all live. So actually, if I make a mistake, the mistake will be there for the whole song. <laughs> and that's something that, no, but that happens. Of course it happens because the cello mm -hmm. is also, it's not a guitar, it's not a keyboard, it's a cello and the cello is not made at all for this to do, to, to be played like that. So, you know, if you have, um, I don't know if. We, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. It, Give us an example if you want. I mean. No, I, I mean, I mean, if the, it's not like guitars where you know where you're putting your your fingers, for example, you know the 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 tuning with cello. It's so it's very um, not approximative, but it's not uh, we, like guitars and pianos, you know. So, so it's it's it is a very big risk actually, and and it happens. Of course, it happens a lot that we have accidents and. Uh, but I, I prefer to have accidents. I prefer the imperfection and the, the energy of music, of live music than to just have something very clean and beautiful and big, but uh, with no, not the energy of the moment, you know? Right. I think, I think that's very important. I, I love that idea. And, uh, it reminds me, I don't know exactly what it was, but maybe like a, um, a people that, um, would build in def one little defect into whatever they created to make sure that they were admitting that only God was perfect, <laughs> that they were not. Yeah. You always add the, you know, the imperfection as, as a <laughs> sign of respect, you know. So uh, I've always thought that was a beautiful way of thinking. Um, yeah. There are potential collaborators in the chat. I'm going to say, do like, do like uh, Julieta Venegas and uh, tweet Dom. <laughs> um, and there's also uh, questions about whether or not your lyrics um, are available even in the original languages uh, yeah. to do rough yeah. translations or to kind of. I need to put them on my website. <laughs> Sorry. I would I love that. I've uh, not done it before. Yeah. But I think I'll everybody would love that. So that's just <laughs> okay. a, a, a request from the public. <laughs> um, I, I promise I'll do it. <laughs> I would, I don't, I know we only planned three songs. But if you had one more song that you wanted to share with us, I would love to go out on on a little bit of music. You if know that's what possible. happened? Uh, uh -huh. um, yeah. Okay. Let me Whatever, just... even if it's not um, as uh, the complete Dom La Nena experience, but just to uh, to leave us with that energy and uh, and beauty. And I think what I love about your music is that. You kind of ask, it asks questions, it answers them, but there's like a lot of, um, yeah, it's like, it's okay not to know the answers, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, <laughs> well, know that, that there's a beauty and not in the mystery yeah, of it all. 
that's uh, that's live. <laughs> but yeah, especially on this album, that there is lots and lots of uh, of questions and um, not a lot of not a lot of answers. <laughs> um, let me just connect this and. What do you think? Um, Are we lucky today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope so. So, um, hey, you wanted you spoke about Golondrina before. I love Golondrina. That might have been my first. You know, there's It's these been songs. A very long time that I I haven't played it, but I can try to play it for you. <laughs> It's very very long time actually. I, I didn't prepare that all, Golondrina, but as you asked, I, as you talked about it, let's try it. Hay alguien esperando 
esperando para verte, intentando en golondrina. Déjame saber de ti, golondrina. Quisiera llevarme a ti, golondrina. Sola me iré. It's been a very long time, so I forgot a bit. No, it was I. I was magic, and uh, for just again, just for I know that a lot of people are asking about the lyrics, but golondrina means swallow. You know, like the bird, the swallows of Capistrano. It's got a migration pattern, and uh, I'm not sure about in Argentina, but in Mexico, it's the symbol of goodbyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's actually perfect. <laughs> and there's songs about golondrinas. It's always about saying seeing them say goodbye and hoping they return. So yeah. um, this is our, the way we're going to thank you so much. We, uh, I, it was such a treat to share your home. And thank you. Your sorry insights. about the technical issues. <laughs> really sorry about it. <laughs> just God is happy or whatever. The goddess is happy. It's a little detail, a uh, respectful detail that we are not perfect, <laughs> but um, it, it was beautiful though. 